to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. It's the Man Up Podcast, number 160. Three years and running. Wow. Neither hurricanes, floods, <laughs> nor COVID-19 can keep us from coming to you, well, right now from various spots in and around Sugarland, Texas, and that's just outside Houston. And who are we? Just a bunch of Christian fellows of various backgrounds and professions sitting around and studying the Bible. In particular, it's the book of Daniel. This podcast brings us to chapter 3, verses 1 through 30, when Daniel's three friends, after refusing to bow down to the king's golden statue, are thrown into the fiery furnace. Well, our regular panel at least hopes to keep cool. We have the professor, Robert Koshu, a world-class corporate trainer for a Fortune 100 company. He's Yay! Robert <laughs> Not no pansy 500, a 100, That's right. dude. That's right. You tell Bill. He's, he's, also, he's also one of our most popular youth teachers around the, around when, and he's on Zoom now, but yeah. when he's not around the halls. And also in our Zoom room is our top-notch health insurance broker, but he's also a deacon, Kyle Trahan. And if... From Louisiana. From Louisiana. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm... Our favorite insurance man, that's right. Yes. That's and and right. if Deacon Kyle can't keep us on the straight and narrow, we've got our local prosecutor, Michael Cropper. You oh, bet. Yeah. You <laughs> bet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and recovering. Yeah, something shady. Recovering from two surgeries. He's down, but far from out, our director, Bill Cox. Yeah. Man, great to be back, fellas. Yeah, he's doing it. Bill, hey, Bill. Bill's a writer, speaker, and filmmaker. He's also a super salesman, and he's normally hosting, but while he recuperates, he and I are going to be switching our virtual chairs here. It's me. Who am I? Steve Titch. I'm a retired policy writer and part-time poker player, at least when there's no coronavirus to worry about on the cards and chips. Now, we've got a long reading ahead. So let's keep our introductory opening thought short, then we'll dive in. I think I'll go to Mike first. What do you think? Oh, I think it's a great, great story. If you haven't heard about this story, it reminds me uh, of when you're told and you're, when you're growing up and you do good in a class, you're told to go to the head of the class. I think of the head of the statute with Nebuchadnezzar. All of you remember uh, last week that Daniel interpreted interpreted a dream that Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar, the head of Babylon Empire, had, and that simply uh, Daniel told him, you had a dream about this horrendous, um, uh, brilliant statue, and it was made up of a gold head, silver arms and chest, bronze uh, torso, and lead thighs, and lower torso, and then clay and uh, lead feet, and uh, Daniel told him that God placed you as the head of that statue, a golden head. So I just think it'll be a great thing. If you have not heard of this story, please stay with us and read along with Bill when he reads the scripture. Okay, Steve. Yeah, Robert, opening thoughts. 
the the assimilation continues. Um, you use that word to describe our very first lesson in Daniel, where basically the goal was to assimilate them in the culture. This is kind of a merger of the last three lessons because you, you, you kind of get some of the fallback from Nebuchadnezzar from Daniel's dream. You know, I, I think that may have prompted Nebuchadnezzar a little bit here to ooh. I, I should build a gold statue to myself. I think a whole bunch. I agree with you, a whole bunch. That's a real good idea. But you also see some conniving backstabbing that these these Jews came in and, you know, they were in training and now they're like big in the court because, you know, Daniel managed to interpret some crazy dream that the guy had. You know, so you, you get some office politics mixed in with a uh, little bit of a huge ego from the leader here at the same time. Kyle, opening thoughts on what's to come. Um, where's Daniel? <laughs> I have an answer for that. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Mine's short. <laughs> I, I think my only thought is, is that... Um, Good Christians say we should be in the world, but not of the world. And that suggests there are aspects of the world that we're going to have to deal with, adjust to, and even compromise to. But then there are times where we've got to resist the call to conform and kind of well, draw a line. And I think that's where we're this story, this is what the story speaks to. So, Bill, any thoughts? Or you can go right into the reading. <clears throat> yeah, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm. The the story's long, and uh, I I read it a couple of times, and I'm glad the professor brought up about office politics because this kind of thing is uh, w one of those things that you wish would happen, but rarely happens in uh, in corporate America or you know office politics. The vast majority of people are are, are sheep, and, and we'll just be yes men just to follow the leader around where in this particular uh situation uh daniel and the fellows didn't and and it turned out right too and so this is one of those kind of stories that is pretty much uplifting for anybody that is in corporate america or or is in business where they feel like they, they have to follow the leader around and have a ring in their nose and just be a yes man i mean to me, I, I I just really felt this story was was pretty much up, uplifting. So, um, and with that, I'm going to go ahead and read it's uh, Daniel three, one through thirty. Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold whose height was sixty cubits and its breadth was six cubits. He set it up on the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. Then King Nebuchadnezzar sent to gather the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the province to come to the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the satrap, the prefects, and the governors, and the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the providences gathered for the uh, dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And the herald proclaimed aloud, you are commanded, O people, nation and languages, 
that when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, as soon as all the people heard the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, all the peoples, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. They declared to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in a furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, if are you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music to fall down and worship the image that I have made well and good, but if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the expression on his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated. And he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astounded and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselor, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, But I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire, and they were not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed. Their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire came upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants, who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree. Any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid in ruin. For there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Robert. So, so, so the first thing I've got here is for, for most of the world had never heard of the phrase, and Kyle used it earlier. I was very proud of him. The phrase PPE, personal protective equipment. Hey, I um, was certified. Yeah, uh, my because we all know we have to wear a face mask. Um, I'm I'm my my company is a midstream oil and gas company, and so I actually own appropriate PPE, flame resistant clothing, great goggles, good hard hat, you know, all that good stuff. The first thing I got is the guys who were ordered to throw the guys in the fire. Did not wear the appropriate <laughs> PPE. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, guys, you, you toasted yourself as part of it. So I, I'm <laughs> curious if you want to. Wait, wait, wait. Michael, where was Daniel? That, that was my question. Are, this, are you sitting for sure? Are you really? Oh, you absolutely. Okay. All right, all right. If you look back at Daniel's position, you look at the people that were actually ordered to come to this big event. He created a statue that Daniel had told him what, uh, what it was interpreted for him. Daniel is made ruler over entire Babylon. He's number two. He's not in the name of the people that were ordered to come. So he didn't have to come. Now, I'm assuming the king thought he would come. And, and you, got, you guys know this is theory. I'm just looking at it and reading into it what I, what I think I see. He is much higher than every one of those people named that are supposed to come to the event. He's it says specifically he's ruled over Babylon. And then the other three guys, um, since we're getting into this, the other three guys, I don't think they came to the event either. Because if you look there, the guys that condemned them came to Nebuchadnezzar and said, you know, there's three guys that do not worship what you want to worship. They do not obey you. They do not do anything you want. And, uh, and, of course, you guys mentioned that. We mentioned this before we started the podcast. They're a jealous, jealous three guys. They were probably, uh, the three Hebrews were promoted over and above them and got their positions that they were hoping to get. And there's a couple of reasons why they, uh, why they obviously want these three Hebrews out of the picture so they can get their positions. But uh, 
my, my, my opinion is that they probably were not there either, knowing that the king wouldn't know because there's thousands of people that came to this event. And, uh, and you would definitely see three people, three people standing up in a crowd somewhere where everybody's mm -hmm. prostate laying down on the ground. Anyway, that's, that's just a theory. That's a, that, talk makes, about. that makes some that, sense. That, that actually like, so, so your theory is that, that Daniel was basically excluded because he was the number two guy in the kingdom. And was he, you think he was too high up for them to touch? No, I think he was forgotten. I think that the king ah. at that time when he named all those names of all the people, just never occurred to him to say, bring Daniel too. Because he's actually he's actually number one of the kingdom. The king is actually like what I, I don't know how you define it, but Daniel is number one in the kingdom. He's number one over the over ba Babylon. He's got so, I guess Babylon I guess his provinces. So Babylon is the is the the key area. The yeah. key, you know, the, the area. And so, you know, I don't know if I have a chief of staff or but I see what he's not mentioned and, and there is that hint that the, the three young men are brought yes before him yeah um, so exactly. so you know they're looking you know where hey those three they're, they're saying you know the jews and especially those three guys who you appointed as as you know scholars and and leaders they're not here and they're not going to bow down before you um so we've been watching them yes we've been watching them okay and it, yeah. and it could be they were a little the satraps and the wheezies and all those guys didn't uh didn't want to take yeah. a shot at daniel either at this point maybe daniel was just a little too high up to aim for. So the vice president was not on the <laughs> list. <laughs> I, I would agree. You would look at that. Yes, I, I, that's a very good comparison. All right. So my my scholars here, what what is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's current title at this point? Well, they're three Who administrators over the affairs of the province. So I would I would rate them up there with. Um, Cabinet what, position? Mayors? What would governors, you think? Yeah. Governors, Cabinet mayors? position? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's all it says is appointed over the affairs of the province. So right. yeah. it doesn't right. actually give them a title in the previous lesson there that we were looking at. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of curious, were they not? But it says all of the officials of the province. Yes. So why wouldn't they have been included in that? You know, they are. Be, I, I think they are. They didn't come. I mean, they, they just didn't come. <laughs> right. <see? laughs> we ain't going to go uh, this bull. It could, and, uh, maybe this is the beginning. You know, this is the beginning of the discussion. Maybe they were hoping to lay low. That there would be yeah. so many people there, and, right. and we don't know. We don't know if they were representative because if 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 the other 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 exiled Hebrews came, uh, but nonetheless, perhaps they were looking to lay low, and you know, we're not going to bow down, but let's not even show up, and that's. That's something of, you know, sometimes we Christians will do that. Um, if something, oh. you know, basically, oh. no, let's not try, no, no, let's no, not no, try no. to stir the pot. Let's, let's kind of just, <laughs> well, just. Okay, okay. I, I'm just going to make there, the comment okay. that, that one of the, the jokes my wife and I have right now is that the Baptists can go to the liquor store because we all have to wear our face masks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and won't be recognized. But, maybe, but, maybe they showed up but stayed on the back row. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, ah, yeah, that's, that's right. possible. Sure. Try and stay out of the limelight. Everybody's in this uh what'd you say, Mike, in the prostate. You know, yeah. I, I think of like the the prayer mat 
kind of, you know, down on your knee, oh. your head bowed in my head. That's, that's where I go when I hear that. And so maybe they were on the back row and trying to scoot just past that outside line mm -hmm. as they stood there and hoped everybody had their eyes closed and one guy opened them up and why don't I feel the guy next to me, like his presence there. And he looked and saw them standing there and go, ah, we got you now. I, I think there was definitely some jealousy, you know, wrapped in there. Here they were outside. Oh, no question about I, that. I, I mean, they, I was going to say, I'm going to use a colloquial term that's been used this year a lot. There was a Karen among them. Yeah. 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 You know, that's the that's the Gen Xer millennial woman who's oh my god, they're over there doing that. You better stop it. <laughs> you know, that, that there was a Karen among the group that, that wanted to point it out. But I, I like where Bill went with it too, because I do, I really feel like there there, there are four stories in Daniel, and this is the second of the four. That yeah. we've dealt with, or second, of, yeah, second of the four that we've dealt with with this, where the the Jewish faith is called under crisis. And I was reading a little bit this afternoon and kind of doing a little bit of background. And one of the authors that I was reading called it that the Jewish faith was having a theological crisis at this moment. Because yeah. they were going from a Jerusalem is the seat of God and Zion, and all we've got to do is maintain that and we're fine, to what does it mean to truly follow God? And so they're trying to define that. And these stories are written during that time frame when they're trying to define what it means to truly follow God. And so I think you get this really interesting piece now because in the first one, that we've studied, they were being forced to assimilate to Babylonian culture to the point that they were all given new names. And now they're in a now they're in a place where they're being forced to quote unquote worship in Jerusalem or worship this other God, you know, and so it's kind of a different end. You know, let, let's be perfectly honest. How easy would it have been for them to have just Okay, whatever. Let's go get out, get this over with, so I can get back to work today. I, I think that's <laughs> the gist of the story. Um, yeah. and, and I think, like we, we and we talked about to be in the in the first chapter of, of Daniel. Um, you know, we've talked in the past when we've done letters of Paul, ethical considerations, um, mm -hmm. of things things you're not going to do, but things that 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 are considered wrong even from a secular perspective lying and cheating and sometimes you're under pressure to do that and it and i think that's one form of of resistance this this is like you like to say robert this is very cultural there is absolutely uh no nothing will happen to you if you go along you're expected to go along there you know just just do it and go about your life but the penalty in this case, and this is this is a great story, the penalty for not not simply bowing down, not simply in this big ceremony, just out oh, of heck with it. <laughs> Bow it. I, God knows what's in my heart. The, the, the idea of going along has enormous consequences. Basically, it's being thrown, dying horribly, throwing into the furnace and, 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 and dying horribly. Uh, 
so the 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 almost the sensible answer is oh is there you know i'm just going to do it and i think that's that's the what i find interesting in it and i think find potent about the whole book of daniel it's not necessarily about doing the right thing it's it's that but drawing a line for yourself and your faith and saying look everybody's doing this everyone says it's okay i i find it i i and in this case yeah they go i mean that it's a the story is dramatic so we go right up against the first commandment um and the the, the three young men are going to are, are gonna are draw their line here we don't we we don't know how many others did if they're being used as an certainly they're being used as an example uh and uh but this is this is the this is the tough spot i think many christians are in today where there are enormous pressures social professional for going along with something you deeply disagree with when going along with it carries absolutely well, i mean caps 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 no cultural penalty no no maybe you know you, you can argue you can penalty your own conscience but that uh, and 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 when we get to what happens i think the i think it's very interesting how it works out because that in that verses 17 and 18 um which apparently from what i understand give translators headaches where where the the you don't know which which of the three men say it but it's kind of attributed to all of them they say if if we're thrown into the furnace god will protect us god will deliver us but even if he doesn't this is this is the potent stuff even if he doesn't it's not a failure on his part and which is a bold statement basically he's they're saying in nebuchadnezzar you don't win yeah we may be going into the fire we might come we might not come out but we're we're right <laughs> At, which is <laughs> which is we're making it known and we're making it known that that you're that you haven't that you don't that that god has not and that i think is is one of the more one of the more positive aspects to come of this that a, a if if god does not deliver it may not, it does not necessarily mean god has failed you or betrayed you yeah, Except and that's one thing. That's one thing about this story um, that that I felt that it showed how important God was to those three, and so so many times in in our lives nowadays we we compartmentalize our faith that we can go ahead and uh, uh, just go along to get along and once we get out of that situation then we go back to being strong in our faith whereas these particular uh guys were strong at the moment regardless of what was going to happen to them whereas we try we we try to uh groom what's going to happen to us and then just kind of compartmentalize so we can go on and keep on the uh, interesting point again he says uh what strikes me is when Nebuchadnezzar says this, he says, who is your God who can protect you? What, what I imagine is he's saying, I am God. I am a God, G-O-D, 
I'm here, I'm present, and I can kill you. Where is your God? I don't see him. I'm here in the flesh, but I do not see him. And King Nebuchadnezzar is expecting the three Hebrews to give in and bow. He thinks that that will intimidate them, right? And then he's not expecting their answer. says, look, Nebuchadnezzar, you're nothing. This is a non-issue to us. We don't even have to address you on this. We don't even have to argue on, <laughs> on you with it. But we will respond for a moment, and that's simply, we serve a God who will deliver us from the fire furnace and from you. Nevertheless, if he doesn't, we'll still worship him. It's, uh, anyway, just to spin on it. We'll, we'll be back to talk a little more about this. We're in Daniel chapter 3, verses 1 through 30. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Originating out of Sugarland, Houston, Texas, USA, it's the faith-based man podcast that women enjoy too. Called authentic, timely, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been encouraging and entertaining audiences since 2016 and continues to be one of the fastest-growing shows in its segment. Want to book a speaker, show, or post a comment? Go to Man Up on Facebook or our website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now back to the No Church Answers Tour and the Fellows of Man Up. And we're back. We're talking about uh, Daniel chapter 3, verses 1 through 30. We are using a study guide titled Faith Under Fire from Baptist Way Press, Connect 360 series. You can get the printed book from Baptist Way Press org or a Kindle version from Amazon.com if you'd like to follow with us. It's a it's a great study. We uh, we use it as our jumping off point. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure where we'll be without it. Uh, but anyway, uh, back to the uh, discussion. Um, you know, um, Steve, you kind of took me down a little pathway. You know, and I. Not a, a real rabbit hole unless you guys really want to go out down that one. But, um, you know, they, they weren't going to conform to what Nebuchadnezzar wanted. They weren't going to bow and worship his golden whatever, golden head, whatever he made of himself or whatever the heck. And so they weren't going to conform to that thing of the day and it was going to have consequences. It just got me thinking of today's environment that we have right now with this COVID and all over our city and area and certainly a lot of the country are being asked to wear masks because people could die. Whether you believe that or not is almost irrelevant. We don't have real consequences other than you may not be able to go into HEB, you know, um, what if there were real consequences for the actions? We're going to fine you a thousand bucks on the spot for not having a mask on on the street. Would people immediately change their thought from, oh, I don't really believe into this, or now there's real consequences, you know, for, for my actions. And so would people immediately change their thought process or not? Well, I, I, I will tell you, as one who has worn mask when requested to, but only when requested to, 
So was I not wearing a mask in HEB three weeks ago? Yeah, I was. I was actually going to HEB. I, I, I'm tracking who I'm around. I'm hanging out who I'm around. You know, I'm being careful. I know what I'm doing. What I'm doing. You know, staying away from other people and stuff. But I, I will tell you, Kyle, I got some pretty weird looks, especially if I got close to somebody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in the grocery oh, yes. store. You know, just because the way the aisles were and stuff and, you know, and the, then the people. And then we talk about lack of consequences. And we're not at the point yet where you are thrown um, into a fiery pit, thrown into a fiery furnace or any of the other big consequences like that. But go and express an opinion regarding gay marriage that falls in line with classical Christian Orthodox views and see how quickly that gets you ostracized or told you are intolerant or oh i can i can tell you that immediately because being a filmmaker uh if if i even come close to that kind of uh sub i mean i i i absolutely have to avoid the subject altogether um but i would not be able to even get to step one uh to create my project um should i um express any views like that yeah you know and and, and don't, i don't discriminate yeah go ahead kyle no don't discriminate actually I, I had to do some mandatory training today and realized they <laughs> recently in our governmental history added all kind of fun things that i learned today of what you can now not discriminate against, but again, that's a whole other. Um, but topic. even even or there, even, even there, that's. I mean, there's an interesting because uh, you can say, um, my company will be in full compliance with the law, which is what you're being asked to do. That's there's a difference crazy. between that and saying I'm going. You know, what you what you what what you can what what you cannot. If somebody asks you, well, do you believe? marriage is between a man and a woman and if you say yes you can't you know then, then you can be discriminated against <laughs> that's that's that that's grounds for getting fired oddly not, nonetheless not if they ask you nonetheless i i i i kind of i kind of digress there nonetheless yeah. you these days almost just to just basically say kind of kind of like i was saying to kind of not show up to basically say i believe we should be compliant with the law that's not enough in this culture that's mm -hmm. considered in fact that is considered you know well you're not you're not being supportive you're just <laughs> so that, so that, um, that and, and look the, exa the example is yeah. chick-fil-a the example is chick-fil-a chick-fil-a chick doesn't discriminate it doesn't it it does not you know it, it is it, it is it serves everyone it is fully compliant with the law in every state it does business in because the founder believes that marriage is between a man and a woman. There is a, well, it's a poor effort, but there's an effort to boycott them. They were kept, but they were kept out of the San Antonio airport for that. They are being kicked off college campuses for that. Not because of anything they do as a business, but because of what their CEO personally believes. 
and that's 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 a that's the best example. And I mean, it, it, that that is that's a really good example. And and uh, let, let's kind of stay with the office politics of this for a little bit because what was their response if they were thrown to the side like Bill Bill postulated at the beginning, where basically this this had a lot to do with somebody who. In my mind, these are the guys that got passed over for promotion. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 That decided to, hmm. Oh, and by the way, the statue was huge. So it was 60 cubits by six cubits. Cubits roughly 21 inches, depending on whose measurement you're taking. Um, so it was basically 10 feet wide by 100 feet high. So, so think a 10 story building that's about 10 foot wide sitting out there <laughs> on the plane so <laughs> yeah on the plane it made of gold um, well, yeah, let's go a little further robert while you're talking about that mm -hmm. uh, the, the three hebrew men were appointed because daniel asked them to be appointed they didn't earn their position as far as nebuchadnezzar was concerned and as far as those other guys who we believe are jealous of them and sought after them. They did not realize their importance with God. And that, I think that's important that you brought that up. That's, that's interesting. I hadn't really thought of that. They, they obviously, because we have earlier in the passages where it's mentioned that they were found to be wise and all of that, so they were qualified, but right. they didn't have the time and position. You know, that they used to be – that's, that's correct. Well – Time and position. Time and position used to be a thing before the millennials came along. Sorry, millennials, don't mean to insult you. You know, I was told I had to wait my turn till the boomers retired. Then when there was time for the boomers to start retiring, the millennials were there, and they were never told they had to wait their turn. <laughs> and they thought they should have been there from the beginning. So sorry, millennials, it's the truth. I can prove it. But it, it, it is one of those things where, you know, there is that, you know, these guys – got jumped ahead of other people. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> who of who they knew. Serving in the king. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, when, we get, uh, when we get another chance to talk about another issue, can we talk a little bit about the white man, the fire of the man that's wearing the white Boy, robe? Yeah, let's do that. Great, because we've talked about that in the past. And, yes. So and and I know Robert Robert Smith. This this could be the this could be an example of an incarnation of the of the sun of yeah. the of now, yeah, this, I don't I don't think it's I, actually I'm gonna I'm gonna probably I, you can disagree with me. I, it's not Jesus of Nazareth. No, I, it's, I, it, but it is it, it is be, the idea. I mean, it is not you know the, the personality thereof. I mean that I, it I, it is the it is considered by. So Nebuchadnezzar uses the word sons of a god, mm -hmm. sons of a sons of God or son of gods or something on that. I'm trying to remember exactly. Yeah, son of God. Which um, it is not a it's not a uh, confession on his part. So everybody that there's always these people that oh that's him confessing to God. No, that was his polytheistic mind going. Oh my gosh! There's one of the gods walking around in there with him. <laughs> well, I think it's uh, it, it has to be a person of such stature that he can bend natural law. Right. So right. it has to be someone that is up there 
with power of a god, be it an at least an angel or some something that much or higher, so it can bend the you know you know natural physics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, could, the, I mean it is. I think it is the. I think it is the son of the Trinity. It is. Yeah, it's it's what's called a uh, pre-incarnate version yeah. of Christ. Mm -hmm. So right. it's it's it it is, is it Jesus? Yes and no. <laughs> it, it's the it is the person of the son of the trinity but not I, I like how steve said it jesus of nazareth or what some people would refer to as the historical jesus that had a physical body and walked the earth so you know, what do we how do we think he appeared that was different from the other three i i imagine being white because nebuchadnezzar mentions toward the end there he says blessed is the god of shadrach meshach and abednego who sent his angel so apparently he may have been brilliant like the statue in his dream or whatever. Now, I, I don't know that he was white. We all picture angels being white, right? And being brilliantly white like Mr. Clean. But uh, uh, <laughs> I was just his bald head. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, it is, whatever he was, he was significantly different in his appearance from the other three and the clothes they were wearing. Uh, again, whether it's white, don't know. Whether it's pink, and, and, I don't know. Stood out in the flames. Mr. Pink. No, I mean, it was, it was definitely pink. <laughs> this story and Bill being involved, it was definitely pink. But right, right. Was it? Was it Jesus? You know, that's that's kind of one of those questions to me that it'll have to be asked when I'm standing there in front of him. And By say, the way, is that you in the? <laughs> exactly. But, but, you know, because he always existed, but, you know, he was there at the beginning of time, just not on earth as we knew him. So he, what was it? He looked, looked like the son of the gods, you know? And so that gives it the reference. It gives you the inclination of maybe Jesus. It could have been a, an angel, but, you know, again, that's just one of those almighty questions that I think will stand the test of time. And to get the actual answer, answer, it'll be something we'll ponder for the rest of our lives and then get it at the end. Again, like everything in, in Daniel, this is dramatic. I mean, if the, if the boys had come out of the furnace anyway, it would have been a miracle. It would have been nothing would have been. You know, instead, we get the added bit where you get the added of someone else being in there a, a literal a literal protection a visual visual pro, uh, a protection and projection a visual projection of god and and be it be it an aspect of the trinity or be it an angel that's not we don't have to split hairs but we get this idea that god come god a piece of the old rock comes down and is there to visually demonstrate and claim these three, three people, people yeah. which is you know which is like awesome <laughs> yep well I mean, they're up there with with elijah and, uh, and the conjuring and be, before we start to get to the wrap-up let me do bring up because we're going to see this again so nebuchadnezzar has a screw loose by the way if y'all didn't notice beforehand and and this is really going to come into play so remember Two weeks ago, I think it was, he had a dream. And what was his demand after he had his dream? 
tell me what the dream was and interpret it. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and, and what did you say, Bill? Because you weren't there, but what was he going to do if nobody could tell him what the dream was and then I'm interpret it? Kill him. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking about – we're talking about I'm going to wipe the entire – I'm going to wipe out the whole wise man, and we're going to start from scratch same, here. Same punishment as he's going to now give out anybody who disses – Robert, good point. Question. Why in this world would anybody put up an image and have all these thousands of people worship the image and not himself? He thinks he's a god. Yeah, because then he what, can what watch kind of it. gratification <laughs> you think so? to See, I would do it. If I was gonna be <laughs> if I was gonna be the uh, the uh, the King Nebuchadnezzar, I would have stood up there and said, Worship me, worship me, and raised my hand. Well, I wouldn't have no, built a that statue. Power. That statue that statue <laughs> was his ego. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Statue, and the statue was not going to age and so it was going to be there for the ages yeah. even after him nebuchadnezzar in the flesh was gone so uh and but the thing about it is with me about this particular story is that shadrach meshach and abednego their commitment and their faith they were going to minimum be a martyr or they were going to be saved and so they were they were rebelling against Nebuchadnezzar publicly, and you know it took some time to stoke that furnace up, and so that was a huge deal. And so that is a public rebuke of Nebuchadnezzar at the time when he is taking a victory lap. Look at this statue to me. I am awesome, and he gets publicly punked by these guys and they were either going to be a martyr or or they were going to end up being heroes and either way i'm not following you i'm not following nebuchadnezzar i'm putting my faith in god and no matter what and like bill said you know you Stoke that thing seven times. And, and that was where I was going with this is he was nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. He got, no only, he got not only mad, but he's like, oh, I tried to do this. And they're not doing it. Make the fire hotter. <laughs> he, That's right. he was really capricious because he did, after, after Daniel interpreted his dream, he was, you know, whoa, your God is awesome. <laughs> Uh, and uh, right. whatever, you know, however, in the time it took for them to build this, between then and the time they built the statue, he's back to, uh, yeah, I'm it's awesome. about me. <laughs> and, and he has, he has the same, I, does he just, does he just do this to basically co-opt in there? Oh, I better get in on this now. Now, now that I've been punked, <laughs> I better make it, you know, look good. Like I knew this all the time. I was with you. That, that's right. Well, maybe he's a little more wishy-washy than we expected him to be. Uh, I, I, I think I, I, I'm going to stay with. I think he's got a screw loose, and I think we're going to see that. I, well, I want to ask Bill week. one thing, Bill, because we're, we've got to talk a little always about leadership. It is Daniel is not in this story, um, but we see we see the effect. Do you, do you think it was Daniel's leadership 
that inspired uh, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, Abednego to, to stand Abednego. up for themselves, to stand up for their faith. Is, are, are we no, co no question about it. No question about it. When you see a person of faith, you, you typically will have other people that follow uh, a person of, of great faith. You rarely see a person of faith as a lone ranger. You, you'll, you'll typically have at least a few um, people that um, have experienced or have seen it and, and they believe as well because it may not have happened to them, but they saw what faith did for that leader. And so I absolutely agree that Daniel's faith is what encouraged them to have faith. Well, they actually saw Daniel stopped the tidal wave, right? He, they were, everybody was going to be killed. Not only did they see Daniel stand up in faith, but they saw God pr provide the dream to him that was perfect and given to Nebuchadnezzar, and that stopped the tidal wave of death that was headed their way. And so they that, also got appointed yes. to those high positions because of what Daniel did. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. Of oh, course. Man, I mean, politics? I don't want it. Well, gentlemen, any thoughts, uh, final thoughts going around um, the table one more time to wrap up this uh, study of, uh, of Daniel and, well, it wasn't Daniel, but the, the fiery furnace. You know, something that came to mind, you know, because, well, several things here. You know, I, I, I've always been the one, I, you know, publicly say that I always struggle with trying to understand the Bible and you know, I may be a deacon, that doesn't mean I understand it all. And, you know, for me, I think a lot of it comes down to the repetition of why things are repeated so frequently, where I get it, I read it, you know, why do I need to read the, the liar, the pipe, the bagpipe and all that two, three, four times, um, you know, that almost the same sentences in verse two and verse three mm -hmm. is almost said twice almost verbatim you change a couple of words around and he called them mm -hmm. then they all showed up couldn't he just say well if you everybody showed up you know and so for me i i always just wonder about that fun stuff but as i read it time and time again i went every kind of music i'm a whistler folks i i whistle while i work i i, I whistle while i shop um, so that mask on me while I'm shopping prevents me from whistling and it frustrates the tar out of me, um, you know, but every kind of music. So if I'm walking down the road down in Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar's day and age, and I'm strolling in my Birkenstocks, because those are totally acceptable back in that day, and I'm whistling, do we all have to stop and bow down to the stupid golden thingy? Do I make myself bow down by making my own music? If you were 90 feet by, by 10, yes. It doesn't move. You know, but uh, who was monitoring that? If we didn't bow down to my whistling, what were the repercussions then if nobody was looking? Anyway, I'm out.
<laughs> I, I think this went all the way down to, I, I really think there's some, like Bill said, office politics going on here. And I think the cause we have and the cry we have is to find ways not to compromise our faith. And I think more importantly, find ways not to hide. Because I think that is the, that's the hardest thing we have to do is, is hide. And we are very good at hiding and not letting our face show forth. And so I think finding ways to do that is going to be the, the key here for us. And I think that that's really the lesson of this is find ways in your work life and in your social interactions to not hide your faith. And, and it's hard, you know, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm, you know, I've, I've struggled with what to do and what to say. I think Steve and I had a conversation about this earlier because next year I'm, I'm on the board of the ATD Houston group and, you know, and it, it cringed me very highly this week or last week when ATD put out there celebrating pride month. Now that was from the national group, not the local group, but it, it still had for me had a moment of, <laughs> you know, and, and trying to find ways to, you know, love people, but not love what they're doing as their sin as a part of that. I think that's going to be, that is going to be the, that's going to be the harder thing to do as we move forward as Christians. That, that is for sure one thing I think. You know, I think uh, the thing that I get from this lesson, though, is this. <clears throat> you're you're going to go, as you go through life, and as particularly as men, uh, since we have, we're, we're meant to be leaders of our families, our communities, and certainly in our jobs, uh, there's going to be issues that come up. And you, you don't, you're going to have to blend in sometimes, which I'm absolutely certain Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did because they were they were high officials in uh, in the providence. But there's going to come a time when you're going to have an issue that's going to come up, and that's you're going to get convicted. And so, pick wisely. I guess my my two points would be this: pick wisely, but pick boldly. It be be an issue that you absolutely uh feel strongly about that that's a line that you're not going to cross and be wise and be bold and that moment will come and that that will just like it did them that may be the very issue that and action that defines you just like it did uh these guys bill i agree with you completely and that's one of the points i want to make uh, i i think as christians we are to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. That means be wise and, and when you address the situation. I don't think the uh, three Hebrew boys nor Daniel were asking for the fight. And I think they avoided as long as they could. But when the fight came Absolutely. to them, they were ready to fight. Right, Bill? You've told us Absolutely. Your, your past. And I think you're absolutely correct with that. Be wise. Don't say anything uh, unless the issue affects your life. But eventually it will come to you in some cases where it will affect you and you have to take a stand. And that's when you're to take a bold stand. I agree. 
on my note, I'll, I'll simply say this. Um, we, in the church, we come from all different backgrounds and some of us believe different things and some of us are, 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 believe other things, but generally we're all Christians. There are gonna be times when we as men have to stand by our friends and fellow believers. And there'll be times where we have discussions like Robert and I might have. And there are times where I'm gonna have to get behind Robert because he is standing up for his faith. And that alone as a Christian will be my responsibility to be there to support him or anyone and put my, put whatever my private feelings are about it for another time. Not to say you're being an idiot or you should be doing this or I wouldn't do that. The point is, He's standing up for his faith. He's standing up for his conscience. That is what uh, sometimes the man up thing is to do. Excellent. Um, so that's, uh, that's it for this time. Uh, but we'll be back next week. You, well, Robert, tell us where our listeners can find us on social media. Yeah, we are on Facebook at man up Sugarland. Uh, Twitter, please follow us on Twitter at Man Up Spiritual Oasis and our website, www.manupspiritualoasis.com. And then, of course, all of our podcasts are archived on SoundCloud. You can also find us on iHeartRadio and help me, Steve, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Yes, I, I, I knew it wasn't iTunes anymore. Apple changed their name. And, whatever, and, I, and by the way, we have a new blog related to Men Matter written by Bill Cox out on the website. So want to encourage all of our listeners, go read that. That is a fantastic blog post and really talks about things men deal with as we go through this time in pandemic. So, and we're hoping uh, you stay safe, stay healthy. And uh, that's it for now. Thanks to uh, my panel here, Robert. Mike, Kyle, and Bill. Bill, uh, you got to be back in the hosting chair soon because I don't know if I can do it anywhere near as well as you do. So anyway, for now, this has been Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flame through to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.